Hey there, it's Winston Faircloth, and welcome back to the Begin Again podcast. Today's guest is Carrie Olson. She is a voiceover actor, and she has a really interesting story to share with us today. She discovered voiceover after having her first daughter, and she, for mere months from having this discovery, she quit her corporate role to pursue her dream career. Today, she's in high demand and represented by one of the most prestigious voiceover agencies and talent managers in the nation. She's done commercials. She has done jingles. She has done internal educational projects for some of the biggest logos that you've ever heard of. Walt Disney World, AT&T, Bayer, Tiffany, 7-Eleven, Taco Bell, Kmart, and many, many more. I'm so thrilled to have Carrie on the podcast today. So, Carrie Olson, welcome to the Begin Again podcast. Thanks for having me, Winston. I'm so excited to have uh, you and to share your wonderful story here with our audience in terms of your own Begin Again moments. And I know that you've experienced a number of those over the course of your life. So, why don't you tell us a little bit first about who you are and the people that you serve? Sure. So, I'm Carrie Olson. Professionally, right now, I am a voice actress. I do voiceover work for TV and radio commercials, e-learning, promos, really any any time that you hear a voice and don't see a face, uh, that's the type of work that I do. But I th- feel like that's a broad question. Who do I serve? Uh, I think of my family also. So I uh, definitely serve my family and uh, my clients. And I have students that I help to teach about voiceover and business and entrepreneurship. I don't think I've ever met a voiceover artist before. So how in the world did you get into that line of work? It's a long story. The The short version is when I was, uh, right after I had my first daughter, Amelie, I knew I wanted to do something different. I was working in corporate doing, creating online training for an international construction company. And I actually really liked my job, but I had this long commute. I was away from home all day. And I wanted to do something where I could be with my family more. And on my way to work was listening to a podcast and heard an interview from another a voice actress and wasn't looking to get into voiceover, didn't even know the voiceover was a job. But something about her interview, I, I something just a light bulb went off and I thought, oh my gosh, that sounds like something I could do. And I started getting training from her and eventually started booking work. And uh, things began to just escalate. And eventually I was able to quit my job to do voiceover full time. That's amazing. I love I love when you find your gift and you're able to step into it and really uh, express yourself as, as you are uniquely created to do. So I bet you've had some begin again moments in your life so far. What one would you like to share with our audience today? I'm trying to think of ones that would be most beneficial. One that comes to mind uh, even before that one where, you know, I wanted to, you know, when I realized I wanted to switch careers to be with my family more, my husband and I, as we were engaged, had to overcome a potential foreclosure. Mm. And so we started our first year of marriage getting out of this giant hole um, so that was a truly begin again moment because we were we were literally beginning our marriage and then also having to resolve this a huge financial burden. We ended up doing a short sale, but it was a it was a house that I had brought into the marriage. That was a huge catalyst for so many things. We had so many conversations about finances during our first year of marriage. That was huge for us because 
finances are one of the things that a lot of couples do not like to talk about. And, uh, you know, it's a huge source of uh, contention in a lot of relationships. And we got really good at it because we had to do it so much early on in our marriage. Yeah. So that was huge for us in a lot of ways. Yeah. I bet it set a great foundation in terms of your all's communication as a couple, uh, because if you can conquer that mountain and that level of conflict, uh, you know, it sets you up really well for lots of other things in your marriage. What were some of the things that you all had to do to become more resourceful in terms of digging yourself out of, you know, that, that situation? We were the most, most committed people to our budget that you've ever seen. We did a monthly budget religiously and not only projecting what we were going to spend, but looking over how we did the last month, cutting out expenses. You know, we lived in, we didn't have a car for a while. We rode on scooters for a little bit. (laughs) Uh, My husband had a company car. So we, you know, we had that for a bit, but, you know, didn't own one for a while. And then a friend gave us one eventually. So uh, we walked a lot. We were fortunate enough to live in Midtown, which is pretty walkable. So uh, we walked a lot of places it was a time of life that we kind of saw it as a challenge and it was, it was actually kind of fun for us. Now, not, it wasn't all fun, but, um, that part we dug in enough that we kind of, we knew that we were doing ourselves a favor in the long run, which made it a lot easier to do. Yeah. So I think you, you know, one of the things that happens during these really difficult seasons is that it builds resilience in us. It builds unknown capability that we didn't have before, right? It it shows us that we can do things when we put our minds to it and we can and get things done. And that's got to feel really empowering to you all as a couple to see these things that you were able to knock off the list. And then when you feel other challenges, it's like, well, heck, we got that done. What else can we take on, right? Absolutely. And when you mentioned it laid a foundation for communication, we didn't realize that was happening. So for us, we were having all these conversations about money and what ended up happening was when you talk about money, it's a deep rooted issue. Mm -hmm. So you bring in things from your past, from your childhood, things that you didn't even know that you were bringing into the money conversation. So we got to know each other really well and that we felt like we experienced 10 years of marriage in that one year because of all of the financial conversations that ended up being conversations about all these other things. So yeah, our communication was just put on overdrive. So you had a corporate career before you've taken on this new season of life. Tell us a little bit about that and what you were doing and then how you made that shift into what you're doing now. Yeah, so I did a few things. When I I live in Kansas City now, and before I moved here, I was working at an energy company um, in the accounting department and got laid off, ended up moving to Kansas City on a whim not on a whim, but I had a, I had a friend here. This is before I was married. And she was like, you should move to Kansas city. And I was like, well, I have a job and I can't move. Well, I got laid off. So I was like, well, I got, I don't have an excuse now. So <laughs> I just packed up a, a U-Haul trailer, moved to Kansas city. When I got here, I, I moved here without a job. So I started temping and I worked uh, in the HR department of a different energy company, ended up getting hired on there full-time, did that for a few years really fell in love with online training because I was in HR. And this is when the company was starting to move things from in-person training to online training. And I was the most tech savvy person in the department. So I got to do the online training. And I was like, I really like doing this. Ended up having another connection who worked in the online training department of a construction company and got to 
apply for a job there and worked there doing exactly what I wanted to do. And I loved it. And that's actually the first, well, the first uh, voiceover jobs I got were narrating my own online courses that I built. And those skills have become so valuable in our current climate, right? I mean, there's some, you know, we're, uh, as we're recording this, we're in a season of social isolation and people having to kind of work more from home, distance learning, distance working, all kinds of things that are going on. And the skill sets that you acquired during that season have got to, you know, they're in high demand right now in terms of so many people who just aren't familiar with all the capabilities that we have today online. Yeah, I, I really, I feel fortunate that all of the things that I've been doing. So uh, there was a time when I did database development, just kind of learned, I had a friend that did it and he was like, you could, you know, I'll hire you to do some of the stuff on the side. And all of those things kind of played into what I ended up doing. And without knowing that it was preparing me for not just this moment, but this, you know, this, business that I have that I love. And it does feel, I mean, I know nothing is, nothing is secure, mm-hmm. but in this moment, like you mentioned, having the skill set that I have, the skill sets is, you know, really beneficial. That's where everyone is turning right now. Mm-hmm. So it's nice to be here already. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that all of our life experiences, both good and bad, are preparing us for the next season that we can be of service to other people. And your your story absolutely lines up with that in terms of just all the different breadcrumbs of experiences and opportunities that you got uh, that's prepared you for this. So I'm not sure many of us understand the world that you work in. And so can you give us a little bit of a glimpse into um, how you go about securing your gigs, your, your agreements up. We've had some professional musicians on the podcast. We've had others who are in this space, but just what's the process like in terms of how you connect with your clients and the range of things that you've done for them in the past? Yeah. If you can see me, I'm in my, uh, I'm in a black box right now. I'm in a booth. It's a prefabricated booth that you can build. So it's in the office of my house. And this is where I work. You know, it's a, it's a small space, but I connect with people all over the world from here. And the way that I get jobs varies and and especially in different points of my business. So right now I get jobs from my agents, well, auditions, uh, and sometimes jobs from agents, my manager. And then I have clients that I've connected with. Uh, Some of them you know, for years, I've been doing voiceover work for them, whether it's e-learning. So I did work for fast food restaurants, you know, teaching people how to make tacos and burritos. If you, you know, get hired somewhere and you have to take this virtual training that teaches you how to make the food, I've, I've done that kind of work. I've uh, done work for um, employees at Disney World, learning how to operate the rides. I do a lot of TV and radio commercials. They're playing a Grammarly ad right now on YouTube a ton. And that's me. <laughs> one of, There are a lot of Grammarly ads, but one of them is me. Let's see, Pandora. You know, if you're listening to streaming radio, you might mm-hmm. hear my voice there. Again, commercials, promos. A fairly recent thing I've been doing is voice matching and ADR. So if there's a uh, sometimes it's for movie trailers. Mm. If they don't want to bring the the actual celebrity back in to 
to say a line, they'll find someone to voice match that person. And so I've been doing some of that lately too. That's fascinating. That's really cool. So if people are facing their own begin again moment, you know, they've, they've got this crossroads. And what I love about your story so far is that you've really just followed this inner prompting that you've had. It's not been like this master plan that you set out a few years ago to do the work that you're doing today. What advice do you have for people who are facing kind of that fork in the road? They're facing that moment of decision about whether they go left or right. What kinds of, from your own life experience, what kinds of stories or what kind of advice do you have for people like that who are in that similar situation? Yeah, I really empathize with people who are in that situation because it's a struggle. It's really hard to know which way to go and all the questions in your head about, you know, what what is right, what's wrong, what is going to be you know, the most beneficial, and then also just the risks involved with, you know, what, what might happen financially if I make this move, but what am I missing out on if I don't? So mm. it's, it's a struggle. And I understand, I understand how hard that is. I feel like a lot of us know what that thing is that we want to do if we're honest with ourselves. If you mm. think about, if you flipped a coin, if that's how you were going to decide, and the coin landed on, you know, choice A, what would your reaction be? Would you go, yay, that's what I wanted? Or, oh, I was kind of hoping it would be B. Like we kind of have that, we know what we want to do. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you know what that thing is, then uh, it's a matter of evaluating because you have to be responsible too. So you can't just, well, this is what I want to do. So I'm going to jump off the ledge. So having a support system is really important. I'm a fan of planning. But with a do it date on the calendar, because I know a lot of uh, people tend to plan and then plan and then plan and they keep planning and the thing never happens. So it takes courage uh, to do that. But you put that date on the calendar and you say, all right, I'm, I'm going to prepare as much as I can. And then on this day, I'm going to go for it. In your own decision making process, how long is that window typically for you? For me, it's it's faster for me. If I wasn't <laughs> if I wasn't married, it would be a lot faster for me. My husband is is good at okay. Let's slow slow down. Let's consider all of the the ins and outs, and make sure that we're prepared. So I really appreciate that we're a good team in that way. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's faster for me, but I think as I'm getting older and as I you know have a family now, it's it's a little bit more reserved, but, Mm -hmm. but I tend to be a jump in and let's do it person. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you were alluding to this kind of paralysis that we could have from time to time where we can overthink the options and overthink, Mm -hmm. you know, the consequence potential consequences. But one of the things that I've noticed, the older that I get is that it works out. It just works out. It, It works itself out. And the thing that even when I've been in a dark season, or I, you know, or feel like I've made a mistake. It seems like later on, it's like this tapestry that I'm seeing the backside of the tapestry and not the front. So I really can't see what's going on. All I can see is all the loose strings on the back of it. And I find that that's true. So I don't know that we can make a completely bad decision. I don't know if you have a similar take on that or if you have a different way of thinking about that. I think that, yeah, the whole hindsight being 2020 thing and and every step that you take is I found in in my journey when I was in jobs that felt like dead end jobs Mm -hmm. those were things that 
uh, I could still pull and cultivate experiences and things that I've learned that are directly benefiting what I do now. So yeah, even if it feels like it's a wrong turn or something that isn't headed where you would have hoped, that can, that still is enriching. It's still an experience uh, that I think that you should take advantage of and not just feel like this is a waste of time. No, I, and you know, I think your your story has really borne that out in terms of all the different things that you've done and the and the moving to Kansas City. I mean, heck, that was kind of a, a hail mary, right? In terms of, uh, I'm going there. I have one friend. <laughs> I don't have a job. I don't have anything really set, and yet that's turned out really well. Yeah. Well, one one thing that my husband's been really good about when we make decisions together is because he he will tend to be more of the risk averse person, but we can we can literally sit down with each other and say, what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. And uh, and if you follow that through, a lot of times the worry that we put on ourselves is so unlikely. It's so unlikely that that thing is actually going to materialize, that that's going to happen. So uh, to your point of it's hard or maybe impossible to make the wrong decision, considering, you know, the worst case scenario is, I'm not, I'm not going to say that it couldn't happen, but in our experience, it hasn't. And I think most of the time, the probability of that is low. And I think a lot of times if we don't take a step forward, regardless, good, bad, or indifferent, we never know. You know, it's uh, one of my favorite sayings is if we stop, the outcome is certain. If we continue, the, mm. the outcome is limitless. And so it's true in terms of, you know, we can't steer a parked car. We have to take the action. Even imperfect action is going to give us a data point. It's going to give us uh, a perspective that we didn't have before. So your story beautifully supports that. And I, I'm so excited that you're, you're sharing that. So people are hearing your voice. They're saying, oh my gosh, Carrie, I've got to have her on my team. I've got to have her doing some, some work for us in terms of what's going on. What are ways that people can connect with you and learn more about what you do and, and maybe even follow in your footsteps? Sure. So my website is com, And I'll spell that because there are like 35 ways to spell Carrie. C-A-R-R-I-E. O-L-S-E-N-V-O as in voiceover.com. And I also have a, if you're interested in, in learning what it looks like to be a voice actor, I have a free getting started guide that you can get access to by either going to carrieolsonvo.com slash begin again with no space, or you can text the word voiceover to 44222. That's amazing. So if people are interested in becoming a voice actor, what are some of the things that... Um are misconceptions or issues that people should be aware of. I think a lot of people are going, wow, this sounds like be pretty cool way to, to earn a living. It is a very cool way to earn a living, but there are absolutely misconceptions. Uh, I think the biggest one is that, I'll tell a story to illustrate this. The first time I told someone that I hired a voiceover coach, my friend laughed at me and said, why do you have a voiceover coach? Why do you need someone to teach you how to talk? You know how to talk already. But the skill and the practice of voiceover, it's a developed skill and, and, you know, it's voice acting. So there's acting involved and and it's different than acting in some ways because you you don't have a scene partner. You don't have a set. 
you know, you it's all in your imagination. Then there's the technique part, you know, you're recording yourself, you're editing, there's microphone technique. There, there are a lot of things that go into running a voiceover business. And these days, it's not just about the voice. You also have to run the business mm-hmm. side. So you're going to be your own marketer and your own finance person. I mean, eventually you can hire, you could hire that stuff out. But when you're starting out, you're wearing all the hats. So it is 100% a small business. You know, you're an entrepreneur. So all of the things that come along with that, you're doing as a voice talent, in addition to your voiceover work, which, well, unfortunately for some is a lot more involved than just being able to pick up a script and read it. I've trained with multiple coaches for multiple years and know many people who've done the same. And for a lot of voice talent, I know their biggest expense is the training that they invest in themselves. So it's not as simple as picking up a microphone and talking. I'd say that's the biggest misconception. And you know, if you look to people who have excellence in what they do, they're often mentored by people who are in front of them and can help them flatten that learning curve. And, you know, even the greatest singers that we're familiar with have coaches, they have voice coaches, they have, they have uh, breathing coaches, they have a whole host of people that support them and help them get bigger and bigger and level up. And so um, your, your advice here in terms of, getting yourself under the mentorship of somebody who's a few steps ahead of you is absolutely valuable. And sounds like that's a service that you also provide for clients too, in terms of mentoring and coaching other people up to to do what you do. Yeah, I, I really love, you know, voiceover was such a huge, just game changer for my family. When I was able to come home from work and do this this job that I didn't even know existed, didn't know that I loved, but I love this job. So people started asking me how I did it. And because I came from the e-learning world, I created a course about it. So I've been doing that now, just, you know, almost um, chronicling my mm-hmm. journey, you know, through, you know, the courses. So there are plenty of people who've been in the industry longer than I have, and I learn from them and I recommend people to them. But if you want to know about how I did it, you know, in the last six years and what my journey has been like and what that's meant for me. I share that on my website, um, blog and YouTube channel and uh, Instagram and courses. So you can, you can follow well, there. One of my mentors says there's no competition, you know, that we have a unique set of experiences, a unique set of gifts and a unique voice that uh, draws people into our world. And regardless if there are a million people who do quote the same thing we do, no one is quite like Carrie Olson. So I know that they're going to be blessed in working with you. And I'm so blessed that you could be on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. So let's draw deeper faith, inspiration, and encouragement in our own Begin Again moments. If you'd like to help others, make sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Remember, your honest review helps us spread the word. And when you post your review, capture a screenshot and contact us via the link in the show notes. We'd love to send you a gift. And for more support and inspiration in building your own faith-centered, mission-driven business, visit winstonfaircloth.com for free resources and guides. And remember, the biggest breakthroughs in life and business occur the moment you decide to begin again. I'll catch you on the next episode.